This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I am Sean Anderson. I am joined by Ricky Whitmer. Hey, guys. How's it going? And Dave Oster. Hello. And the streak has built to three. Trace. 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 Other mm-hmm. other numbers in, uh, in other Spanish. other ways to three. I'm coming three for you, in. Cal. <laughs> He's coming, coming for, for you, two Cal. one sixty nine right there. The Iron Man is here. Old Brett Favre's in the building. Dave well, you Oster. haven't gotten to Brett Favre's number yet. I'll get there. Two ninety seven. I think it is. It's gonna be a long, a long, mm-hmm. long time. It's gonna be a couple years. You got Dave. <laughs> we'll see so, how it goes. Uh, <laughs> this is a weekly podcast. So you're gonna have to be showing up here, man. You ready? I'm ready. Are you excited? Maybe. And for the second straight week, we're going to be talking about the trade deadline, and we're going to be buying or selling trades that might be happening. Then we're going to jump into Kevin Durant, the possibility of him going to Golden State, and then we're going to talk about Jeff Hornacek getting fired by the Phoenix Suns. That's your two-time three-point champion right there. I was going to mention that, but I knew, I knew Dave was going to jump in there. I was going to save that for the you know the meat and potatoes of the Jeff Hornacek Oh, I can discussion. talk days and days about those days. Well, <laughs> People got to stick tuned for the last section. Then we'll start talking about Jeff Hornacek's glory days being the two-time three-point champion winner. But we're going to go right into the trade deadline section of this. And we're going to buy or sell these trades that are going to be out in the uh, ether here. And we're going to jump right in. Blake Griffin to the Nuggets. Ricky, you buying or selling Blake Griffin to the Nuggets? I'm buying it all the way. And the reason, and I'm buying this either way because the Nuggets, I mean, the trade, I'm just going to throw it out there. The trade that will probably work for this is you got Danilo and Fareed. Going to L.A., Blake and probably Lance Stevenson coming over to Denver. Picks are going to be involved. Do I know which ones? No, because I'm not a GM. But either way, I'm liking this trade. Because if you're Denver, you get Blake Griffin, who you're going to sell jerseys. He will help your team in the future. And you have a guy. You have the draft picks that you've already made to hopefully he boosts the team a little bit. Yet you probably have to give up next year's draft pick. Yeah, but hopefully it's only one. If you're the Clippers, you're looking at this going, wait, Blake got injured and we've been doing better without him? Fuck this guy. We don't need him. That's why I'm buying for both of them. I mean, looking at the Nuggets, they're not in contention with Gallinari and Fareed. Mm -hmm. So you're going to move those guys, try to help the Clippers become better, and then you're taking Blake in for the future but you're also giving up more future there because then that team just becomes Moutier and Griffin. And if Moutier doesn't develop like people think he will, then it's just going to be Blake Griffin all over again. It's just going to be like the Clippers when he drafted him. So I don't know if I completely buy the Nuggets there, but Dave, you, you want to throw your opinion in here? Absolutely. This is a strong sell for me. I don't see this as a win for either of these teams involved. I think if the Nuggets do this, they're selling out their future for, just like you said, it's one guy out there who won't have the support of an entire franchise around him. And we've already seen what he can do at his best. It's not going to be enough to carry this team into a serious championship run. He may be able to get them to the playoffs, but even that is kind of questionable at this point. So my thoughts are there's no way you sell out your future this hard if you're the Nuggets. If you're the Clippers, okay. So they may play better right now with him off the court, but you don't know what's going to happen to this team going forward. They go on hot streaks. It happens. Look at the Knicks. The Knicks went on a hot streak and looked like a playoff team, and now they're coming back down to earth. Why? Mm -hmm. Because of injuries, fatigue, and season length. You have to watch out for this. As the Clippers, yes, they're going with a shorter lineup, which means everybody's getting more play time. Legs get heavy as the season goes on. This is a team that will be happy to welcome back a healthy Blake Griffin, and he's going to seriously help them as far as their scoring goes. Yeah, his defense isn't the best, but he allows you to stretch out the floor a little bit and give some help to uh, DeAndre as far as the boards go. See, and the th- other thing I look at is, I know you said, like, you know, Blake Griffin, they'd welcome him back, but you don't think that the Clippers would welcome, let's say, a Kenneth Fareed and a Delan- uh, Delan- Danilo Gallinari, who, Lance Stevenson, they're not even using him right now. Well, I mean, last yeah, he podcast, has limited minutes. Last podcast we brought him up, we made the point of, they. it's like they don't know how to use Lance, so... Yeah, but I don't know if Lance knows how to use Lance all the time. (laughs) But if you're looking at the way I look at it from my view outside is you're doing better without Blake. You're do like you don't even use Lance right now. Why not get two guys who you can use? And the thing with Blake that I mean, we haven't really brought up is how much are you going to put in the equipment manager thing 
into <laughs> he beat he hit the guy and I mean sometimes they people say people get passionate sometimes they say press I remember a certain press, Michael Jeffrey but... Jordan punching a teammate out that didn't seem to you know incur too much of a penalty for him see I thought you meant... are you comparing Blake Griffin to the greatest Michael no Jordan? no I'm just saying that when it comes to frustration sometimes it gets away from you some people punch fire extinguishers not the smartest of choices obviously but they do. I thought you meant throw the equipment manager into the trade. <laughs> no, oh, not not the, no. Not the well, whole that, situation. That had some serious consideration. I you now, did the guy that Blake punched and send him well, to Denver as unless, well? Unless oh, you're, you're no, keeping no, no, the target no. dummy with no. him. Yeah, no, no. Then the the Nuggets would have to trade their equipment manager because he'd be nervous having Blake come over to the team. See, I, I like I like the idea of you know push. Griffin out because he's kind of a negative uh, aspect in the locker room with the whole equipment manager. And guy you don't, thing. Need, but you but, don't really need him either. Well, I, I he, mean, he may, but I don't think Gallinari and Farid, Gallinari plus Farid equals Blake Griffin. I think it's it's completely lopsided because Gallinari is a great scorer. He is, and he might be a great six man for the Clippers. But I don't believe in Kenneth Farid. I mean, he's very similar. He's kind of like a budget Blake Griffin, where mm-hmm. he's a ton of athleticism but nothing else. And like he's Blake, also seven million dollars cheaper. Yeah, but, but look, I, he own, he's not even averaging a double double. He's twelve and eight. I'm sorry, but that do, is not something you. But want do out we there need a guy to come in and boom, be a double double a night, or can they say, hey, we just need you guys to give us quality minutes? Basically, off the you're bench. taking Blake Griffin and splitting him in half. Yeah, you're going okay. If we want scoring, we can put Danilo in. If we want defense, we can put Kenneth in. Right now, they don't have any of Blake, and they're doing fine. I know you mentioned like the hot streaks and the low. We got streaks, people stepping up right but, now. But I see that, and I go, well, if you can win without Blake, why not? Add a half and half. I don't know. I, I don't trust Fareed really because I mean him and DeAndre are too similar because they both work really in tight to the basket. So that's really going to clamp up that defense because you know you're not going to have be spreading mm-hmm. on the floor, which they're doing, which is making the Clippers so great. And I mean, plus, I mean, could Gallinari play the four? Really, I mean, if you want to have an extreme stretch four because they're going small and they're you know using the three point shot to their advantage. I mean, JJ Redick's going off, so I think that's re- really making the Clippers great. I think you need to add more shooting well, and on the, on I the mean, Clippers' side. With this whole deal, they can add other, like, you can add a third team, and hey, you know what, we ship this guy here. They can do other things with the deal, but based on just the Nuggets getting Blake Griffin and the Clippers getting rid of Blake Griffin, I would buy it because A, like I said, Clippers don't need them because they're winning without them, oh and the God. Nuggets... It would help their team, and it would help. How their many games have they played sales. without them? Get, give, me, give me the game count. They played since 18. December. 18. Yeah, yeah. They're fifteen and three right. without them. Fifteen and three is a pretty damn good record. It's a good without stretch. Them. It is. There's no denying that. But if you look at the teams they've played, the quality of opponent, and then look at the rest of the season going forward, you'll see that there's going to be some dips in this schedule for them. Okay. They're going to go through some tough shit. I'm, I'm extremely happy for the team that's winning right now without one of their best players. And one of those valuable players in the league, but don't tell me that, that team is better without him. Uh, I think, I think, I think they here. can they can be fine without him. That's I, my personal opinion. I think the real test of this team without Blake Griffin will come against in February 18th when they play San Antonio. The next game they play Golden State, and then they play Oklahoma City on March 2nd and March 9th. So whenever exactly. they play the top three dogs, well, well, that's going to show. Well, that's, that's, gonna, that's, that's I know. How you that's need the to show they have to go yourself. through them. If, if you're going to go for to a me, championship, okay, if you're a good okay. team, you're going for the championship. Let, let's be I'm going to the throw, top dogs. Wait, I'm going to throw this out there right now. We can say all we want about this trade, but to be honest, the Warriors and the Spurs, I've said it before, they're the best. So will this trade make them better than the Warriors and the Spurs? No. Well, keeping them. They we'll might be, be better than the Keeping Blake th- Griffin, keep them better than the Spurs and the Warriors. I'm not even throwing the thunder in there because to me it's the Warriors and Spurs. This trade doesn't affect them. In that part, so Let's I'm say, not even thinking how is the how they do would do against you know. Well, you know what? I'm not thinking at that point because they can cle- keep Blake, and they're still not going to beat the Warriors and the Spurs if they play him in the Blake playoffs. Blake is a better offensive weapon than Gallinari, though. You're you're downgrading in both sections. Here. Plus, I, I feel like Blake has the athleticism to at least match Draymond. I don't know if he can stop Draymond, say, but I mean, not only Draymond, but Kawhi too. Exactly. I, I mean. mean uh, I, I don't I don't like that trade. I don't like I don't I'm like just the whole saying, idea. If I'm, I'm, stone cold if I'm the GM, I would I'm taking it as a buy for both because with or without Blake, I'm me looking in. You're not going to beat the Warriors and Spurs in a best of seven. Dave, if I mean you're selling this, so who, where where would Blake Griffin go if if he's going any at all? I mean I think the best hope for him to go anywhere is still Boston. And that's just because Boston have so many assets that they can throw up at the Clippers. I don't know if you're ever going to find 
like a great way to do a contract actually but like i mean they're always throwing david lee wants to play because he's getting zero minutes basically mm-hmm. and yes he is offense but no he doesn't play defense at all and so you're hoping to balance it out with you got any number probably you're gonna go a hunter in that deal yeah he's I mean, gone. you also you also have and the, then picks the, yeah you have the nets first round draft pick this year which is going to be a top three lottery pick there yeah. so i mean that's a ton of value if you right do there. those three i mean i don't know i don't have the trade uh if you do blake straight up for lee and rj hunter it works yeah the yeah. numbers work as well yeah I'm so saying. those numbers plus that first and that's how it would run out and i would see i would see a deal of maybe you throw in David Lee and maybe an Avery Bradley. You want to throw out a point guard that can kind of shoot, or like maybe like an Avery Bradley, Marcus Smart, or maybe even an Evan Turner if they want someone to, to drive. Yeah, I don't think they need. I honestly think if you give them RJ a first and Lee, I think that the Clippers would be interested in that. But that also makes their team worse now because you're not. I mean, David Lee really won't provide that much offense for you. Right. You they're, know, you're still, Blake they're still the same playoff jam. Run. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're still getting rid of Blake here's, for that playoff. But run. here's that the allows great, them to dump off more big. So but like, here's the great thing about Lee. He's if he doesn't work out the rest of this year, he's done. He's done. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, it doesn't solve the Clippers' big problem. Or, I'm sorry, the Celtics' big problem of, all of the, the logjam of bigs or the, mm-hmm. the se- pseudo bigs. Well, and I mean that's confusing. A thing I'm gonna throw out there. I know it wasn't in our top five buy and sells, but the news coming out this past week that oh, the Celtics are interested in looking into Dwight, and I'm like, why? Why even looking into Dwight? Because like we mentioned it last week, we're mentioning it this week. You have a long a log jam of bigs, right? But Why they don't have that true get... center big who is reliable mm-hmm. night in night out. Which and I, I think mean, you Dwight, combine that Dwight, with some Blake of the youth. Griffin that would provide it. I was just I saw it and I was like, well, what the fuck is this? Yeah, no, I think I think Dwight would be a good pickup for them. But they, I think he'd be what a they really need to do is ship a lot of these mm-hmm. uh, I think, three fours. Mm-hmm. Are we are we really comparing Blake Griffin to Dwight Howard? No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying for how. Blake or Dwight would fit into the Celtics with what Dave was saying, where they need that true center. Both could do it, but I I'd think rather Blake have... fits better, honestly, because you know you have the athleticism of Isaiah Thomas. You know he's fast. You got Evan Turner who loves to drive. You got Marcus Smart. If they keep both of those guys, they both love to drive. And, you know it's just going to add more see, athleticism. To me, where I see Dwight is just more of a, a you know a blocking. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, Dwight. Any team he goes to kind of loses and doesn't do that great. And when he went to the Lakers, we were supposed to win championships and no one won anything. I mean, to me, Blake, maybe it's because I see him more as a four four than a five. Yeah, fi- final That's thoughts. True. Final thoughts here. Uh, I-, I would like to see Dwight in a Clippers uniform. That might work because we saw in Orlando he was good with, uh, you know, dishing out the threes. Could you imagine if he went the to the Clippers and then they went to, like, the Western country? Like, but shot like, the world, went there. You, you, did can't, you literally can't play Dwight and DeAndre at the same time. So Ricky, no. it's not possible. Ricky, you're selling. Or you're buying. I'm you're buying. buying, you're buying, buying. I'm buying it. I'm selling. You're selling. I'm selling. I think that's going to close out the Blake Griffin there. Now we're going to move over. Buy or sell. Both Jeff Teague and El Horford will get traded from the Atlanta Hawks. I want to lean towards sell. I think both of them probably not. One of them yes. And if I had to put my money on it, it'd be Jeff Teague. And the reason why I'm saying that is, I mean, Al Horford. There are teams that why am the Pistons being one of them. However, the thing with the Hawks is they've got this guy called Schroeder. And Dennis he, Schroeder. Yeah, he's the point guard. To them, he's the future. Like, this guy could <laughs> be not, and I know you laugh because it's like, who is this guy? But, I mean, they believe in Atlanta that this guy isn't going to be exactly like Jeff Teague, but could be similar, and they could ship Jeff Teague now. So I feel like Teague may be more of the focus. One of them goes, and it's going to be Teague. That's why I sell. I I'm with you on the thought that only one of these is going to go, but I think it's Horford. Okay, I'm on the other side. I think Teague is still a good talent, and he's still a step above Schroeder. Don't get me wrong; I think Schroeder can develop, but he's got a long way to go before you say he's you well, know. And another than thing you got to look at is both Teague and Schroeder have two year deals. Horford, so if you keep yeah. Teague. Schroeder may sit back and go, well, okay, at the end of this, I'm gone anyway. So now you lost out. But Schro- Schroeder's a... still getting tw- over 20 minutes a night. I think that they can kind of play with that value. I think Schroeder, it, I think what Rick is trying to say, it might become like a Reggie Jackson situation where uh, you know he, he might get sick of being on the bench and might want yeah, to become a starter. I'm going somewhere else now, and great. Now you lost Teague and Schroeder when their contracts expired. I'm kind of on the uh, the bandwagon of Dave, though, where yeah. I think it's Horford. Because, I mean, he, he's finalizing his contract. He's a stretch four who can shoot the three. Not not a completely efficient, but, I mean, he's shooting three, 34% for three. 
I mean, he's he's the stretch four that people want, that people need. His contract's yeah, I think expiring, he's got a ton so of value out there. And I teams. think I think the Hawks, if they think they can't retain this guy after the end of the season, why not move him? Get some assets that can help you for this playoff run. Maybe try to upset the Cavs. I don't think that will happen, but you know, try I mean, to I get think, more pieces for the future here. Honest answer: If I was in the East and I wasn't the Cavs, the Bulls, and me and Toronto, if I wasn't any of those three teams, my goal would be to reload hard enough for probably. Next year or the year after, that's when you want to peak. Why? I just I think that this Cavs team has it locked up, and I mean the Raptors play as a team much better, but it's basically everybody looking on the outside. What I what I want to see is them build up to challenge that, but there's not enough talent that they can pull in in one year. I think that you give guys two years to develop, this year or next year to develop mm-hmm. that third year coming up, they're gonna be able to compete against them and. I think guys like Al Horford are going to be the building blocks of that. So, I, I mean, I'm just, that's my thing as a GM. I'm going to pick my moment. I'm not trying to all in every year. But if you're saying that you want to take these building blocks here and, like, you know, you're going to get building blocks with Al Horford. Yeah. Why not trade Teague, though, and get Teague and Horford out, and you have Schroeder who can come up and develop, and you're getting more assets maybe, and Bazemore's looking great. So, I mean, you got Bazemore and Schroeder there, you know, locked down. Millsap most likely would be gone by then, or he'll be at least completely diminished. Horford like, just has higher value, though, than Teague right now. That's, that's I mean, fair. I think there's yeah. more of a market for him. Like you said, he, he's a much more versatile player. And as far as guards go right now in the East, eh. yeah, yeah, I mean Knicks probably are, are in for market for a uh, a point guard, but I, I really can't say any other point guard markets there mm-hmm. that people exactly. want, and unless well, the Bulls jump in and they're you know thinking that D Rose won't hold up. Well, I mean, one thing I was going to throw out with Horford is right now the big player for Al Horford is the Pistons. Yeah. However, for Atlanta's side, the thing they have to think if they want to get Horford off their team. They got to start pitching fast and furious to the Pistons because what they may do is Detroit may say, "Eh, you know what? This is taking too long." Hey, uh, Nola, how's Ryan Anderson doing? Because they can just go and flip it and say, "Hey, you know, what? we'll work out a deal for Ryan Anderson." And then when Horford leaves you next, like at the end of this year, mm. we'll get him in free agency, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, I think the Pistons are dangerous right now because they do have that second guard that they're willing to just kind of you know toss up in the air, like who wants mm-hmm. him? Huh? Anybody interested? Um, the, the big thing is, like you said, though, it's if they want them, they're going to give them another guard. So, okay, why why would the Hawks want another yeah. guard? The, the assets don't really match up great, so I think you have to introduce that third team into the trade. Who that wild card is, I'm not sure. Could always be the 76ers. They're looking to dump talent, you know? <laughs> it's about that time of year again, right, guys? I mean, Joel, M- Joel Embiid is still out there, Noel, so let's just trade Okafor. All right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Who needs John anyway? But, I mean, looking at the Hawks, they're at the third seed. So, I mean, obviously, they're still in contention here. But it looks like the one and two, you know, Cleveland and Toronto, are going to be locked in into the playoffs. But, I mean, Atlanta's still not even locked into the playoffs, even at that three seed, because the Hornets are in ninth place right now, but they're 12 back from the one seed, where Atlanta's seven games back. So, I mean, if Atlanta just completely falls down or an injury happens, like the Blake Griffin. You've only got a couple games in between. Yeah, like the Blake Griffin happens, they can fall. So, I think they really need to decide whether they're a buyer or a seller here. And I mean, if they're gonna sell, they gotta they they have the pieces to sell and they have the pieces to build up in, Say, for look, the next like two years. Last year was their miracle year. If they had mm-hmm. a chance, it was last year. I hate to tell you, but plus you gotta change pieces. Dropped. Exactly, and that's the thing. Huge. Like, yeah, you had phenomenal performances across the board. You had that deep bench showing off mm-hmm. that style, and it's just like, look, man, you came close. You didn't do enough. I think you gotta change things around a little bit more than you're willing to. Get uncomfortable. But find those pieces for the future. Well, when you say, like, as soon as you said last year was the year, yeah, a.k.a. Carroll was the guy that, yeah. like... He was a huge you, asset. Unless you have him, I don't think you beat... You can't beat LeBron in a best of seven because you gave away Superman's kryptonite. And the thing that, I mean, it goes back to what you said, Dave. If I'm in the East right now, maybe I'm not... Th- if I'm, like, in the playoffs and I'm not Cleveland, I'm going... Okay, we're in the playoffs. It's probably good. However, are we seriously going to contend? Probably not. I'm going to look for the future. Well, you just brought up Damari Carroll. Damari Carroll's now on the Raptors. They're two mm-hmm. games back of Cleveland. So, I mean, that, that, yeah, could, be, so that say, could be the other team that contends yeah, the, that makes the a move. the two at the top. And, and Atlanta's not one of those two teams. So, yep. why not trade 
get something for the future when Cleveland starts to fall off because LeBron gets older. You said sell originally. Are you are you changing? You flipping to buy or buy or sell? I'm that saying gonna... sell. One of them goes. I'm leaning towards Teague. However, I it could be Horford, not Teague. One of them is staying. That's point, Pat. Dave, same question to you. I'm sticking to my gun. It, it, it's a sell because it's one is going. It's Al Horford, if anybody, and that's I, I'm about fifty fifty on it because I feel like they should pull the trigger, but maybe that's me being too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say realistic, but uh, maybe negative about their prospects in the playoffs this year. I'm also selling that one. I, I, I'm agree with, with that. If anyone's going to move, it's going to be Horford. But I'm also not really sure if Horford's going to move. Final two before we wrap this up. Okay. Quick ones. Buy or sell, Caleb finally gets dealt. Because you brought up that Cleveland you know, might not want to move. Cleveland might want to stay pat here. Buy or sell, that Caleb finally gets dealt from Cleveland. I'm going to say sell. The only reason is I think this Cleveland team had that whatever player meeting, player only meeting, mm-hmm. and they're feeling the Tyron Lou corn roll high. And they, <laughs> I mean, they lost the first, they lost the first game to our Da Bolsh, the Chicago Bulls. But I da mean, Bulls. ever since they've looked like a different team, and maybe the Cleveland Cavaliers go, hey, you know what? Maybe we don't have to trade K Love because everything's good here in Cleveland. Dave. Uh, really? Everything's sell. good. That's what they're gonna say. <laughs> I no, mean, no, no. That, I'm saying that's what they're going to say. Not trade him. Okay. And... They have lost two straight. They they went. They started. They lost the first one. to ah, Chicago. That, that's enough to get a coach uh, then, fired. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> they lost the first one to Chicago. Then they won five straight. Then they lost the last two to mm. Charlotte and Boston. Tyron so Lue better be watching. They're five on the hot seat now. They're, they're five and three under Tyron Lue. Yeah, but, I'm not saying things clicked instantly there. The, there's a little bit more uh, acceptance into yeah. the system. It feels like, even though they're running his offense already, mm-hmm. it just feels like things starting to flow a little better with uh, the guys out there. Well, they and have already. Russ, it seems like he pushes them, and they go, "Okay, they might they taken. might accept the challenge." Yeah. yeah, they accept the challenge, not necessarily. David Black goes, "Hey, you should do that." And eh, fuck off. That's yeah, what LeBron. There, there's says. a little respect there. There's mutual yeah. respect, I think, shared. Um, I don't know. I, I don't like K Love leaving. Uh, I think he's going to stick stay put because. Honestly, his value in the market, not that great. A lot of teams are like, yeah, we wish you would be like the old Timberwolves you. I don't but know if you're ever going to be. be. Yeah. So I, I think he's there, and I think that he has a chance to actually, like, look, if LeBron has an off night, he can step up. If Kyrie has an off night, he can step up. It's always that option. I don't know if we'll ever see it because it seems like JR really likes to get shoot happy whenever there's a chance. Well, JR is always shoot happy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I, I was watching NBA TV, and they kind of said that K-Love is kind of still finding his spot. Like It took Chris Bosh to find his spot, and look what Chris Bosh has developed. Yeah. Yeah. He's really turning into that real stretch four. You know, he can, he's turning into that all-around player. I think K-Love is still finding that spot. Yeah. But I'm going to be different than you guys. You said sell. We both said sell on all, th- mm-hmm. all three am, last I'm time. Ultra well, sell. I I'm said buying. buy on the first one. You're you buying. I'm buying K-Love gets dealt. I'm buying that they move K-Love. I'm buying that they go for a more traditional big man here. Or they just go for a guy who just only shoots three, like a Ryan Anderson mm-hmm. there, and maybe get a deal that way and just get a lot of picks. For I want to throw, mm. throw something off of um, what you said about like Chris Bosh. And the one mm-hmm. thing I think of is maybe Chris Bosh – has, was quicker to get to that, okay, this is where I fit in. Because when I think of the big three, the Miami big three, yeah, the way I've always described it, and I still describe it, as the bigger brothers, D-Wade and LeBron, said, hey, we're going to Miami. And then Bosch said, hey, can I tag along? And I don't know. Mom, they won't let me play. Take your brother, Chris. Well, I f- And since he was like the little brother to start, he's like, okay, I'll fit whatever role you need because I just love being here. But he's kind of like Eli Manning to Peyton. Like, yeah, you know, he's he's like the two are LeBron now James and D. Yeah. Now that he's Le- on his own, he's his own guy. Well, he's he's not his own, own player. He's, he's still with his own. He's, well, he's still with D-Wade. Same. I'm saying they're without LeBron. But I'm, I'm just trying to yeah, say. I'm just thinking, I see it as like D-Wade and LeBron were Peyton and then Eli is Chris Bosh. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, Chris Bosh never got the recognition because he was a perennial all-star in Toronto. Yeah. But anyways. Unfortunately, I, he played in Toronto. Yeah, that was the thing. He, he and exactly. He was happy to be anywhere. Like, he, was he was happy just to be with them. God. Vince Carter is so salty about being stuck up there. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say bye, K Love getting dealt because I just want to be different here. Uh, and now, but final, he was in the he was in the Instagram picture. He was you in can't the underrate that value. Maybe I mean, that the team, right there. Maybe the team chemistry is the man had to Photoshop himself into LeBron's <laughs> last time. <laughs> final buy or sell topic: The Kings move two or more of the big three of Rudy Gay, Rajon Rondo, and Demarcus Cousins. 
Ricky, you buying or selling? Read that one again. The Kings moved two or more of the their big three. Their big three of Rudy Gay, Rajon Rondo, and DeMarcus Cousins. See, I'm torn here. I want to say sell because I want to say Rudy Gay is the only one that gets moved. However, I want to say buy because I want to say Rudy Gay and Rajon Rondo are the ones that get moved. I'm going to lean towards sell to where Rudy Gay is the more movable piece because I feel like the Kings are going to keep Boogie because of how good he's been lately. And well, that just increases his value and, then. Yeah. I mean, you can get the farm I, for that I don't, kid. I don't think they're going to trade Boogie, though, because, I mean, are they making a playoff push? Eh. But they are... They're, they're on the outside looking They're in. on the outside. They're three yeah. games back as of right now recording this podcast, three games back of the Jazz in Utah guy. Jazz have won seven straight, too. And I so was going to throw in a guy we're going to talk about or later had affiliations with Four him. straight. Yeah, I think Gay's the one that go Boogie and Rondo stay. Dave. Bold choice here, but I'm fucking buying in. <laughs> I love this idea. Cotton, let's see if it pays off. I love this idea. I, I think that you got to remember a couple things here. Boogie and management don't get along. Mm-hmm. You've, got, you've got a head coach there who... I don't want to say hate because hate's a strong word. He doesn't like strongly dislikes. He strongly dislikes Demarcus Cousins. His lack of his seeming lack of effort on mm-hmm. the fo- on the court during practice, all around general, don't give a fuck just attitude. Being there, his just yeah, presence. Yeah, on, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Carl. I mean, you got to respect him. Demarcus Cousins disagrees. You know. So, <laughs> I, I mean, he's put up monster games though. Regardless, I and mean, he has been playing lights out this past month. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if there's been – I mean, I don't want to say there's been a better player in basketball because Steph is going off night after night, but he is the best big. No question answered. I think he's definitely jumped into that top five NBA player yeah. conversation. So, right? I mean, with him, it's the big question of can you find value for him. With Rondo, it's a clear yes. This man is putting up like 11-11-6 and six right now. Great numbers. This looks like old Rondo on the Celtics when he was feeding the big three. I mean, I am thrilled. He looks aggressive again on the floor. He knows when to pick and choose his moments to dive into the lane. He knows how to play musical chairs to get you to miss the free throw. Oh, he does. That was a beautiful <laughs> moment. That was a beautiful moment. Um, but no, I think the man's on a one-year contract. You sell him high. This is not a team that's going to win you a championship. They can't mm-hmm. even contend for the, like, even in the first round. I think they're a one and done, even if they do make it. They're, they don't have the right matchups to make that play to push deep into the playoffs. So I would love to see Rondo get shifted. And if Rondo gets shifted, you go, okay, well, let's look what's next. Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay has been talked about more than anybody out of these big three game moved because he's just a shooter. No offense, mm-hmm. his game has been simplified down quite a bit. He's a small forward who, yeah, he'll get your buckets. Rebounds seem like, I think his numbers are just kind of inflated because he's there. Rondo's really yeah. aggressive about it. DeMarcus Cousins aggressive. It's just like Rudy Gay is just like, yeah, I got a rebound. Cool. Uh, I I don't know you no no you see those guys who are real you see the guys who are really like going after stats like fucking um, Draymond Green Draymond Green even admitted that he almost lost them a game because I was going for the triple double Mm -hmm. it's like (laughs) I just don't see that I I don't see Rudy Gay being that caring about you know stats so look you got a shooter who has a great value on the market right now I think the teams would totally love to add his scoring presence. There's a lot of teams out there looking for this. Mm. His contract is manageable. There's there there's at least five teams out there who want to pick him up. It's just all the question of, well, can we find the right deal, make it worth it for both sides? I think the Sacramento team sell out this year. You've seen what you can do with a bunch of misfits, but you see this huge future in DeMarcus Cousins and Willie Colley-Stein and you've got hope that maybe Ben L- McLemore will live up. So, I don't know. I- I'm a huge sell. I'm that. You're a huge buy. Huge buy. Can I throw one question in there? Go. To kind of take four oh, and God, move it into this trade one. Machine. Trade yeah, machine. Watch out, guys. I am. I was 2K, gonna, okay. I was just going to throw out there, using the last buy or sell we did into this buy or sell, yeah. chances of maybe a Kings Cavalier trade with K-Love and Rudy Gay involved. Straight up, just not straight up. There'd okay. have to be more than that, but those would be the main two pieces. I feel like mm. Jr. would not accept that trade. 
<laughs> JR says I think no. it's I think it's also just I mean Caleb Boogie Caleb Rondo Caleb's more he's more valuable than just Rudy Gay well you'd I feel have like to give Rudy up more Gay, just because of contract too but yeah but I mean Rudy Gay is more of like I feel him he's, like, he's kind of more of the, the ideal six man kind of like if he went to Cleveland he's the six man yeah no but I mean be. with Caleb he's a he's an instant starter he, he can be a, a star on a team mm-hmm. I'm I'm buying it like Dave I'm buying that Rondo moves, and I'm buying that Gay moves. I don't think I was on the whole move boogie boogie yeah. train. There, there's I, a I lot really, of momentum were, there, but last I think week he's you sticking. were really on the move boogie well, train. If I'm moving K Love and you Blank, just wanted I, a superstar to go, I want superstars to move. I want exciting trade deadlines. If, if I'm taking this off for like school this, this and work, I need an exciting trade deadline. Needs to be hosted by Michael Bay. Exactly, <laughs> explosions I was blowing say, up this, teams. This isn't the MLB. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I build myself up to that, anyways, but. I think Rudy Gay is an ideal six man. I mean, Cleveland it seems like a fit, but who are they really going to move for him? I mean, uh, Miami might want him. Chicago has even been in talks with him. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams that can use Rudy Gay. I mean, even Oklahoma City. I mean, they kind of want more of a defender on that wing, mm-hmm. and he's a small forward, so it kind of counteracts with K- uh, KD right there. But I just feel but like he kind of reminds me of Harden a little bit. Kind of, yeah, a little, little budget, budget James budget Harden. Harden. Yeah, but I, I feel like you know he's he's a prime six man right there, Rudy Gay. So I feel like he can improve a team a lot, and they'll probably give up at least a first rounder for him. Mm-hmm. And Rondo is turning into if he gets the right coach is what we've really yeah, seen. Yeah, it's really just he finds his groove and look, he can turn back the clock. He's not an old guy, but like he turns no. back to when he was like triple double potential. So what I'm going to throw out there, backup point guard. For the Clippers, the right coach. Oh, don't you, Doc Rivers? It's going to be the Clippers. Rondo going to the Clippers. That's that's again pipeline. Remember when I said and it's great because Blake can then get moved. I love it. <laughs> remember, remember when I said superstars? I'm just want I just want 2K to happen. I want Rondo. Yeah, but what about and Austin Rivers? Rivers? Scrub, scrub, scrub. But he stays on the team because he's, he's always on that team. Well, yeah. his team. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's buy or sell right there. Yeah. That's Love our it. not brief edition of buy or sell with four <laughs> tapouts. But now we're going to move on to possibly the biggest news of this offseason. Where will Kevin Durant go? Now, Adrian Wojciechowski said that the Golden State Warriors are major players to sign Kevin Durant this offseason. What are your thoughts? I mean, KD going to Golden wait, State, wait, does that wait, make Wait, wait, them... wait. Before we give off our thoughts, you got to read off the... Aren't there, like, stipulations for this okay, deal well, to happen? All right. There's a couple of things <laughs> that like, may need like to happen. There's, like, five things that okay. need to happen. Well, Steph is making <laughs> 11.3 this year and 12.1 this year. Okay. So that's obviously a, a handicap right there. Um, and even if they don't get rid of any of this stuff, they will have 25 million dollars mm-hmm. next year to spend on KD. But KD's yeah. not going to take a $25 million contract per year. What's going to happen for them to get them is they're going to need to keep the big three of Curry, Thompson, and Green. Okay, They're going to need to guarantee Sean Livingston. They're going to need to keep the youth. So all their draft picks that they've drafted, they need to keep them on their rookie contracts and you know keep them. They're going to hold F- Festus Azili's, Azili. Uh, they're going to trade Andre Iguodala. They're going to stretch Bogut's contract out so it's you know longer years, but you know less money through those years. They're going to stretch Thompson out, so they're going to stretch him out more, and then they're going to drop Harrison Barnes. So you're basically losing Barnes and Iguodala, and you're going to keep and you're going to get Kevin Durant, which is I mean I mean that's totally a no brainer for yeah. every person out there. Well, hold on, if they get Kevin Durant, that four. Might be the best starting four of all time. The one it's hard thing, to argue. The one thing, though, and I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that. Like, as I thought up of this thought in my head, I'm like, Ricky, you're an idiot. I was going to say, just having KD doesn't mean you're going to win the NBA Finals. But we're talking about the Warriors who can win it without them. They might go undefeated if they have that starting four. I was going to say, they're going to drop about an average of 130 a night. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, that's just th- another thing is, can all four of those guys work together? Obviously, Draymond can. Dray- Draymond might become the mm-hmm. league leader and assist there. But <laughs> <laughs> he may have forty a night. But Clay's Clay's a spot up. Clay's going to turn into a spot up shooter there. You know, Steph's going to shoot like a which million is fine threes. in your book because yeah. you've always bashed uh, Clay Thompson in our talkings. I have. Yeah, he's the lower. You always say he's the lower of the Step Brothers. Well, he is. Yeah, or the Splash. Is there brothers. a question there? One no. won the MVP and one didn't. <laughs> I think that's the step lower right there. Right? I mean, he's good. 
He's, but he's not Steph Curry good. He's one of the best shooters in the league, but who is the best shooter in the league? He, it's Steph Curry. He's Say. the Scotty to Curry's Jordan. Okay, but is Scotty uh, the best player of all time? I would no. still take uh, Scotty Pippen over most of the other people they got ranked ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, is Scotty Pippen and they is Scotty ESPN? Is Scotty Pippen a top 30 player in the NBA? Yes. No shit. Is he, is, he, mm-hmm. is he a top 20? Probably. But range. he's not the best player. In the- oh, I didn't say he was the best. Steph is obviously <laughs> the best player, Ricky. I'm not shitting on Clay Thompson. I'm just speaking the truth. Okay. But, I mean, that, Preach. That, that top four is, I mean, that's just ridiculous with Curry, Thompson, Durant, and Green. Do you need anyone else on that team if they get those guys? No. no that, that, that's it. No. That's it? You just wrap it up at the you, season. You just run. Like, if you that's sign your starting that contract. Four. That's your starting four. You don't even need a five. <laughs> yeah, they'll play, they'll play four on five all night. I don't think they're going to have What's David Lee doing? I mean, he just signed into a small contract. There you and go. Get there you go. There you, you go. Another There's spot your five. Shooter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So just sign up to another terrible See, and contract. The thing, here's Good the God. thing I want to bring up with this yeah. is I was watching PTI this week, and they had their conversation was more built for how does this hurt the Warriors now, like the talk that we're having right now. I don't think it I does. I mean, Harrison Barnes gets a little touchy, that's, I'm sure. That's what they were he's preaching. He's a young guy. He's, a, he's emotional. He gets on swing sometimes. Like, he's not the most consistent shooter. I mean, he's good, no, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, he was on the he was on the trade block last year. Yeah, but he stepped up, mm-hmm. put his balls on the table, and went, "Nah, this shit's on me." <laughs> like, so I mean, this also might fire proven. up Har- Harrison Barnes, though. So I mean, this yeah. might have the uh, complete opposite effect. Maybe he's like, "All right, well, if they're bringing KD, I'm mm-hmm. just going to boost my trade ability or free agent." You know, dude's going to go for stock. a max contract now. Exactly. So I mean. If you're the Warriors, do you do that? Do you do those eight steps? I don't think you have to, to. sign Kevin Durant. You don't Durant. have to. I, I don't. I you don't, don't have the desperate need like most. There's teams obviously to, not a desperate need, but just but come picture on. that Steve Kerr's just going to be like, nah, that's dude, better we're than good. my two K team right now. Like Kerr, that team is Kerr's ridiculous. going to go, nah, dude, we're good. We can win with the team we've got. And I'm on the bench. The I'm not even on the bench. Like, I'm KD doesn't have an ego. So he's happy coming to town. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're just going to keep winning games? Okay. But honestly, like, I mean, if they do get rid of all these players, you know what might be possible? Luke Walton signed to the bench. Luke Walton could be a bench Luke player. <laughs> player coach. Luke Walton, hey, player coach. He there can, it is. He can stand in the corner and go, KD, I'm open. Curry, I'm open. And guess what? He won't get the ball passed to him because guess what? Kobe never passed He's used come. to it. <laughs> it would be like a Brock Osweiler. Like, oh, I'm going in. Yeah. But then, oh, never mind. Peyton Manning's still You there. just hold that helmet in your yeah. hand. Hope. <laughs> I mean, it's nice in reality, but I don't think KD's going there. I don't think it's going to happen. If, and, yeah. if, if we're going to make, if we're gonna make uh, way too early predictions, mm-hmm. where's KD going after this contract ends? At the end of 2016, does he re-up with the He's Thunder for a year? He's re-upping with the Thunder for a year because guess what? Money talks. Next year, at the end of next season. So 2018. 2018. See, I don't even know. He at goes, this point, I can't even dude, make. It's all about money. After, again, one-year contract mm-hmm. this year. Next year, cap increases for max salary. He's your most paid player. That's it. There are talks that he might be the first ever to, or one of the first ever to go to two hundred million for yeah. his contract. It's so, disgusting. I mean, that might be pretty nice for two hundred million. Not, not a bad chunk of change right there. But uh, if you're gonna, so so it really Dave's, comes down to finals championship with the Warriors or money with the Thunder. And that's we've what seen saying. what people have done. No, I know. I'm not saying that he's going to choose the trophy, but Plus, that's you know, your decision. Dave, also, David Lee took a bunch of money and then went to the Warriors. Went to the Warriors for a championship, so there might be that you know KD kind of trails off a bit. I doubt that's going to happen. He's a, but like and then he goes to take the money. He's he's a super like humble player. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to stick around, give OKC one more year. He wants to see what Russ is doing. Yeah, that's entirely what this is. They're best buds. As much as they go back and forth about shit, like that's just how it's going to work out. He'll stay. He'll get his paycheck from somebody else next year, but he wants to know what his best buds doing. Yeah, I mean, I I like I think that's probably what's going to happen. But if I'm going to make a make a bold prediction here, it's not going to be Golden State. Not going to be Golden State. Knicks. They Ooh. trade Mello. They I get, like that. They get Durant. You get the triangle going too. You get KD, the triangle. Mello, Porzingis. Well, no, he's trading Mello. Yeah, you got to get, oh, okay. get rid of Mello because Mello's the three. So yeah. I mean, and KD's the three. So you can't really play KD okay. at the four. Okay. And Porzingis the four right now. So yeah, he is. You don't really want to take out the god. I mean, can't it's do in that. the name, man. Yep. But uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Knicks. He goes to the really big market in uh, New York. He might do the one year and then jump over the Knicks. But I feel like he's gonna somehow end up in a New York you, Knicks uniform. You think Melo regrets it? No. Taking no. the money? No, no. no. He's he's the same way as KD. He's like, all right, championship ring sounds nice, but 
Here is a stack of cash. Here's more money than I can spend in my life. Mm-hmm. I and think then, I know. I mean, he's also like, all right, if the Knicks tank, then I get to get traded to the Bulls. And then if they don't tank, then I mm-hmm. look like a hero for staying with the Knicks. And either way, I get more money. I'm going to go off money. of what Dave said really quick. When you said he's going to see what his buddy Russ is doing, how pissed do you think OKC is going to be when Durant stays a year and then Durant leaves for, like, New York, and Westbrook says, well, fuck, he left. I'm going to L.A. Oh, I well, think, I think they're it's, both leaving. I, I think, think that's the expectation, right? Well, first yeah. off, OKC took away the Seattle Supersonics, so it's fucking coming. Yeah, the league they fucking deserve it. it. It's karma. Second of all, they didn't really build a team around Westbrook and Durant, so, I mean, do they really deserve them? I mean, yeah. they, I'm they just haven't saying, really put them in a piece to win when they had okay, two of the top gonna best be players really in the league. And arguably both three out of the leave. top ten for a while there with mm-hmm. Harden. Yeah, I mean, but they they had to trade Harden, which is I'm obviously saying, necessary. Okay, they didn't have to. But, I mean, those, that, those three couldn't work, especially look at Harden now. That guy doesn't – he doesn't pass up a shot of opportunity. He's turning into Kobe. I would say, yeah, he is. He, he's turning into a little bit of a Kobe there. I'm starting the countdown now until OKC fans start crying. All right. What, when's that, when, where, where will KD go? For them to start crying. Final thoughts. Anywhere. Like, as soon as he goes to either Washington so he's going or to the New Bulls. York. Yeah. He's going well, to the Bulls. So it's just Toronto. It doesn't, matter. Yep. it doesn't matter where he goes. Because he, as long as he and Westbrook both leave, they're going to cry because they're not going to have a team. Say, Katie's going somewhere and dropping 25 a night. Right. I'll say he's going but to New I York think, and he's no. dropping 27 a night. I'm still going to call. God turns into an all-star. Still going to call Russell Westbrook wow. to the Lakers. Some people would say he's an all-star already. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I yet. don't agree with that. I'm just saying I don't <laughs> agree with that. You pull New York. You pull New York. Uh, New York likes firing coaches. They do, right? Uh, I believe I've heard uh, that, yeah. Outside of, outside of Derek Fisher, who somehow has kept his job. It's a miracle. They like firing their coaches. And uh, Phoenix is pulling in New York. They fired Jeff Hornacek, the two-time three-point champion. Wait, wait, wait. D- didn't a coach go from Phoenix to New York and then get fired? Is that, is that hmm. Dan Tony, mm-hmm. that innovative guy? Did he bring a Did he bring an Amari Stoudemire with him? Who huh. was uh, one of the worst contracts in NBA history. I mean, bravo, Phoenix. Bravo. But here's the better question: Was Mike D'Antoni a two-time three-point champion? He wasn't. Uh, you have me on that. See, you want another fun fact about uh, Jeff Hornacek? Throw it out Two-time Jeff Hornacek. Two-time Jeff Hornacek. He was <laughs> Jeff Hornacek twice. <laughs> twice. He dressed up as know? Jeff Hornacek for Halloween. No, he was. He died as Jeff Hornacek <laughs> after the Bulls' victory in '97. Uh, then he came reincarnated back. as Jeff Hornacek. That's possible. So. What, what's be, it, what's your not, fun be, fact here, Ricky? It'd be 98 because that's the last time the I'm Bulls sorry, won. I'm sorry. Sorry. That's the old the 97 old guy still counts, though. I mean, yeah, I was it's born still, that, that year, so sorry one. I don't remember that finals, Ricky. He was born in Elmhurst, Illinois, not that far from us. That's your fun fact? Yeah, that's it? it is. Wow, that was, Ricky. That was that, it? That's a boring fun fact. I didn't know he was born Did in Did you know Kraft Mac and Cheese was made in 1934? Fun fact. Ricky's fun fact. No one gives a shit, Ricky. It's a fun fact. No one cares. <laughs> I care. That's all. Congratulations. That Anyways, Phoenix fires Jeff Hornacek, but they also pulled the Knicks because they kind of blame Hornacek for these awful GM moves that they made, which makes no sense. They, they. I mean, God, how pissed is he, or how happy is he that he's out mm-hmm. of this shit? Honestly, I think it might be he's happy because I mean, Charles Barkley went off a rant just saying like everything's stale. You know, I love Charles. <laughs> Charles, Buck. the popcorn stale. The hot, oh, the hot dogs, Charles. Oh, the bun, the buns are dry. I mean, that man doesn't have a nice word to say about that place. He did actually. They, they Charles, got... how's the parking? There's a there's parking spots everywhere. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's nice. And seats available. You interpret there's... that how you want to. <laughs> well, I mean, I, the the Suns just made awful moves. They when they first hired Hornacek, they won 48 went they won 48 games in that first season, but they missed the playoffs by one game. By one game. By one game. By one game in a West that was completely competitive. And, you know, it raised expectations for that young team there. You know, they had Drogic going. They had Channing Fry, who was kind of, like, turned in from, like, just a guy who could shoot threes and could possibly be this, uh, you know, just this. Wasn't that the year Bledsoe took off, too? No, that was the year. I think that was the – it might have been. I think, no, I think it was the next year he took off. I think okay. they traded him for that year. But, I mean, Drogic was turning into this guy, mm-hmm. his huge uh, pinnacle point for the Suns. Fry, you know, developed as this three-point shooter. And then they raise this expectations, and they're like, all right, we need to just give them as much as they can so they can, you know, compete in the West. And then they kind of tore up this team. They dropped Fry. They signed both Morris brothers to, like, ridiculous extensions, saying, like, all right, you guys are going to be able to play with each other, and that's going to keep you both happy. And then they trade for Isaiah Thomas, which then gave them Eric Bledsoe, Goran Dragic, and Isaiah Thomas as three point guards who all need the ball in their hands to score. 
and are all ball dominant point guards there. And then they extend Bledsoe too. So that's basically like Bledsoe, you're going to be staying. And then Dragic's like, I'm out. And then Isaiah Thomas is like, all right, I'm out too. Because then on February 19th of 2015, they trade Isaiah Thomas and Goran Dragic. And they also give up a top five 2015 pick and a top three 2016, 2017 pick for basically Brandon Knight. So they get another ball dominant point guard for giving up two other ball-dominant point guards. So, I mean, I mean the, the GM doesn't basically, make any sense. And I remember over. it was when he was first hired. There was, um, oh, I don't even remember. It was an old podcast I used to listen to of these guys who were in the Phoenix area. And yeah. the thing when he was hired is most of the Phoenix fans were like, oh, cool, we've got a former player going to lead this team back to, like, Greatness, Back to yeah. greatness, <laughs> and I'm just the going one, and then I jumped to Fair. the bolt. Like before this past season, the big talk with Jeff Hornacek was, "Oh well, Hoiberg comes to the Bulls. Is Hornacek going to leave for Iowa State because their job's open? He went to college there." I'm telling you right now, if I'm Jeff Hornacek, I'm thinking, "Man, I should have t- fucking taken that job when I had the chance." But see, I see- should have went to the Cyclones, been the mayor of Ames. See, uh, he, he what? When have you ever heard an NBA coach go, you know what, NBA, not really for me. I'm going to go coach fucking college no, no, basketball. I'm, I'm not a couple saying, times, I'm saying actually. looking, I mean, look at, hindsight look at Coach is... Coach K. Coach K never made <laughs> that coach jump. Coach K's a goddamn legend in college basketball. Also, though. Calipari never made that jump. College no, basketball was his going thing. from pro down. Larry Brown. Pistons head coach God in 24. Can you, can, please, please continue calling. <laughs> suck, like suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it. Fair enough. But anyways, Hornacek, first year in the I'm league. I'm just saying, I know... 2020 visions like 2020 the hindsight but, but what i'm trying to fired. say what i'm trying to say his first year <laughs> he had the seventh he had the seventh best offense in the league yeah all right so he's proven that with a team and a stable front office that he can coach in the nba so i feel like that just boosts his you know his his resume there and if he get, goes to a team i don't know maybe new orleans who sucks maybe they boost their offense there you know you get anthony davis in this centerpiece that won't be moved that's not going to be moved you know, or you go to like Brooklyn, maybe you know they don't really have that many pieces. Brooklyn but you can, is just but desperately can, clawing for pieces. <laughs> but you can bol- build up your team there, and Hornacek can mold that team into what he wants. And I mean, I know Brooklyn is kind of like in a win now mode, even though they have no players to win now. But yeah. I mean, the Suns, the Suns didn't make the worst trades, but they just made the worst trades for like their team. Like that Isaiah Thomas trade, they won that trade, but they mm-hmm. also you know built up this stockpile of point guards there and then they draft tj warren which is looking like a great draft pick and then they yeah. draft devin booker who is a lights out shooter so they have pieces in place in phoenix but injuries have plagued him this year and that's why he's been basically fired is that he never had his full team and really never been able to build up that team i mean i feel like i feel like hornacek is still in like i feel like he still can coach in this league and i feel like this isn't the end of jeff hornacek yeah no i don't think he's anywhere near the end of seeing him in the nba i I'm think gonna, he's a i'm gonna throw out a coach. team do we see him Maybe on the T Wolves bench next season. I like that. We, we've I actually talk, like that a lot. We've talked about David Blatt, but yeah, I feel like that he hasn't us, been yet. That if David Blatt, maybe not. Maybe the T Wolves aren't intrigued Seems like by not Blatt. Interested at this yeah, time. they said they weren't interested, but I actually but like that. Does Hornacek fit that role? I, I like that Hornacek move because you get young players, you get you know ability to space with uh, Rubio who can drive and dish. You got uh, Levine, Muhammad. You got Wiggins, you got Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, that's perfect really, for him. Stack team with potential of young guys. I think the average age is like twenty two. I mean, I think Rubio Ru- outside Rubio's of KG, the old man, yeah, yeah. Out, of, out of KG and like Pekovic, he's Rubio is like the third exactly. biggest. He's got like the most years on him. So I I, I like I actually like that uh, T Wolves idea. Yeah, Ricky. The only I got problem one, with that front you suck end, at the though. trade machine, but you really I got good. One, I got one other team, but this wouldn't this would need a firing to happen. Does Utah go, hey, you know what? We're not happy with Quinn Snyder right now. Only he was hired in 2014. Hey, we're not happy with him after two seasons. Let's fire him. See if we can do what Phoenix did and bring in the old player and Jeff Hornacek. See, I, I think I think I like the idea of you know bringing Hornacek back into Utah. But Utah's he was an assistant there before he went to Phoenix. Utah's also a playoff team, and Utah's not gonna mm-hmm. not yeah. gonna you know fire their coach with a young team like that. I just threw it out there. No, I no I, I get I get the I see why you want to do that. Yeah, I, I mean it, the T Wolves probably brings the, up the, the nostalgia. The, yeah. the only problem with the T Wolves front office is the fact they passed upon Steph Curry twice. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio. Johnny Flynn, I think, played two years too. 
too. I mean, I mean, that's just outside that's, of that. They seem to have figured out what they're going to do with this rebuild process. They've yeah. got all the right pieces there. Yeah. Much more, together. and they're not going to trade them away. Yeah, they, they've got the a Suns picture would. of this team, unlike the Suns, who have been in NBA mm-hmm. purgatory for the last, I don't know, eight years or so. Since Steve Nash has fallen pretty, off the pretty table, much, yeah. and Amari Stoudemire lost both his knees, and Sean Marion is old now. So <laughs> I, I think it's just mostly I mean, when, when that team off got more old. things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, Quentin Richardson, Leandre <laughs> Barbosa. You want me to keep going? <laughs> I think you've proven a point. The, yeah. Sun, the Suns just got old, and then they yeah. lost D'Antoni. So I mean. Final thoughts on, on Hornacek. Will he get another chance and will he succeed? Do you think he can succeed? Let's say I, that. I do think he can succeed in this NBA. I think, like you said, you nailed it. It's He needs a front office that has a vision for this team. He can get guys to perform. He can get production out of these young players, old players. It doesn't matter to him. He can get guys to play. Do you censor out. yourself? A little bit. He, he tried to. He a little tried bit. To. I go quiet on that. He was like, you know, he has to swear. It sounds like a... <laughs> You sound whatever. Keep, keep going with this. <laughs> he, he tried to say, but I, I just the final bottom line I have on Hornacek. Let's add him to another coach that he should be in the NBA, but he's Blatt and Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. I see who's going back. I, I, if I'm, if I'm, you know, say the New Orleans Pelicans, I, th- I think my first guy is is Hornacek. I really like what he's doing with his offense, and I think you really don't need it. He'll be coaching next year. Don't worry. You don't really need a defense when you have Anthony Davis in the middle. I mean, he's your defense right there. Do but we they, start Thibodeau to the Suns? Uh, uh, that's another. How one many for minutes day. can he grind into the ground? <laughs> Will Devin Booker die? I was gonna Let's say. Do that. Maybe more like Tyson Chandler. Will be will lungs be or will Tyson Chandler have lungs by the end of the season? Anyway, those are our final thoughts on Jeff Hornacek. Those are our final thoughts on buying or selling these trade deadline deals. These are final thoughts on KD. Join us next week as we'll most likely talk the trade deadline again because we got one more yeah, season. one more week. And then we're also probably going to talk uh, dunk contest participants and three-point contest participants. Hornacek cannot be in three-point contests, unfortunately, so uh, that's, that's going to be the last I say we have there. an alumni one with, like, Ooh, Kerr, Bird. Hornacek, Bird. I, I like think after Reggie Miller. Ray there. Allen, Reggie Miller? Larry Bird, though, you've got to be a little bit concerned about because I read an article this week that – the enlarged heart that he had when he was coaching may not be uh, well enough for a three-point competition. Um, I wasn't actually suggesting that like 50-year-old, 50, 60-year-old 50, Larry Bird be in a three-point contest. <laughs> no, no. I get that some, you know, just, just recent alum. <laughs> no, I'm saying the alumni. Ray Allen, for sure. we got to get Ray <laughs> Allen in there. But anyways, that's going to wrap up this week's Fast Break Podcast. If you're listening on SoundCloud, like this. Click that little red heart there. Repost it to all your uh, friends on SoundCloud. You know, you're sharing all these mixtapes. Share this podcast you know we're, we're great too if you're liking on you if you're watching on youtube like this video subscribe to our channel we're trying to get to uh, a thousand by the end of this year hopefully we can get that going and uh you know share this on facebook share this on twitter follow us on twitter at most valuable pod follow me on twitter at schwarbo follow ricky at ricky woodmer and planning some dave, dave's not on twitter. i do not tweet and dave does not tweet Maybe we're, we're gonna make that your hand. We're gonna at, make you a Twitter. Dave does, at not tweet. Dave does not tweet, <laughs> and we're not even gonna update it all. It's just gonna be it's at Dave blank. does not tweet. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna wrap it up here for the Fast Break Podcast. Thank you for joining, and we will see you next week. Well, you'll be listening to us next week. How about that? Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.